Welcome back, everybody, to Brothers in the Deep End Season 3. Just want to let you guys know, this season just keeps getting on crazier and crazier with the episodes. Thanks. And we're really happy to bring you guys some new content, some crazy stories, new experience, and some good advice for everyone who's watching. You know, just like we always say every podcast episode, if we can change one person's life, that's all that matters, and that's why we're here today. Real shit. Um, keep, keep subscribing. Keep commenting, keep liking, keep showing all the support, keep sending us all the DMs. We appreciate all you guys, and without the support, we wouldn't be here today. So for today's episode, before we get into it, I just want to let you guys know it's going to be a crazy episode. I say this every episode, but <laughs> this is going to be a crazy episode, and I think we're going to have some really, really good traction today because we have some really crazy people. We have a nice person here today who's going to really, really spread some love, show us some great advice on how he got out, and how, the deep end, really, and how he's going to do big things for not just himself, and his community, but he's going to do things for the youth that's coming up. So today, I just want to let you know we have a reoccurring guest today. We have the uh, grand old man himself. <laughs> hey, I'm back, man. I'm excited to be back. Nice. I miss you guys. And we also have today, we have an NFL player who also plays for the Bucks, and he goes by the name of Chris Coop. Yo, what's good? What's good? Nice. And I just want to let you guys know his story is extremely inspirational, and the reason why he's on the podcast today is because he has this vision, right? And this vision is to help the youth and get them out, make, teach them, educate them, and make sure that they're learning so when we're all gone one day, they can take our place and hopefully, you know, teach their youth and teach everyone else and continue this great bloodline of just amazing success and getting everyone out the hood, getting everyone out their neighborhood, doing bigger and better things. And obviously, that's why we're here today on Brothers in the Deep End. So, mm -hmm. you know, little intro, Talk. clap it up for him. You know, he Talk came in today. He came in today. And I'm really glad you're here today, man. Um, you know, just starting off, as we're going to get a little bit to know you. I want the viewers to know a little bit about you as well. So you go by the name of Chris Coop. You obviously you play for the NFL, and I think that's extremely humbling to have you here with us today, and I really appreciate you coming in, taking Thanks. the time to, you know, express how you feel on some advice that you're about to give us today. So starting off, right, just how did you, how was your life growing up? So starting off, we start from the beginning, chronological order like we always do. How was your life growing up, and how did you even, like, start? Like, how was your family life? Middle school, elementary school, going up to high school. Uh, sure. So let me let's go back. <laughs> so we can start with elementary school. I'm not even gonna lie to you. I was I was one of those bad kids. Elementary school, middle school. Mm -hmm. you know what I'm mm -hmm. saying just getting into everything. Not not necessarily like always lost stuff. Not lost stuff, but just like just getting into stuff. Yes. Little bad kid stuff. I guess you could say. Yeah, right. Right. Beating, beating up kids at the park. Yeah. But like, but then. Sports came around, so that's like mm. middle school, uh, high school. Sports came around. I met a uh, coach named Coach Semino. Mm -hmm. Um, pretty much gave me an opportunity to play basketball, which, which changed a lot of things for me moving forward in my future. But as far as like backtrack, I started playing football when I was in like middle school, elementary. Interesting. School. So you had you pretty much played both during that time. So like, when did football come along the line since you first started off with basketball? So the first sport I actually played was baseball, though. Like, so I played baseball all the way up until like. Oh my God! It's like this guy <laughs> triathlete over yeah. here. I'm not even gonna hold you. That's that's, that's, that's like the first sport though. That's like really? the first sport. So started with that, and um, I I did that, and I played basketball, and I played football. I actually quit football when I was in like Pop Warner. It was just I was one of the chubby kids. Yeah, yeah. Didn't get a lot of plays. I was getting six plays, and I was out of there. Mm -hmm. like, I was getting no love. So. So I actually quit that and just started playing basketball. Like I said, when we kicked back up to like middle school and stuff, like that's mm -hmm. when I started taking mm -hmm. basketball real serious, baseball real serious. And then for some reason, like going into ninth grade, I didn't want to play baseball no more. I feel like it just wasn't, it wasn't, it wasn't your calling. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
It just it wasn't exciting. I needed more exciting. It was too mm-hmm. bad. Was so did you stay with basketball in high school? Yeah. Nice. In basketball. And did you adapt to football as well in high school, or did you stay with basketball until like you were done? So the timeline, I guess you could say, for football was like I started playing again in eighth grade. So I took I took like a good five six years off. I guess you could say. Well, I guess when I was younger, probably even a little more than that. Um, and then my cut, co- my cousin came to school, and then a, a guy named Dallas, a uh, Dallas James mm-hmm. came to school. He was putting together, putting together a little pop Warner team. Well, like you could call it modified. We called it modified. Mm-hmm. So it was some kids that played eighth grade. I was just like, all right. Like I said, I used to play football. He said, all right, well, come to the field. I said, all right. Teaching me how to play running back, like legit teaching me how to do stuff. Cause last time I played, I was on the line. Mm-hmm. Like I was just yeah, you was just I was doing like, chubby dude. right there, the pass block. Yo, he right got there, the, run he block. got the, the six minimum plays <laughs> you're supposed to give. <laughs> and then and then moving forward, so you were in high school, right? You played. When was this big pivot, right? So obviously we introduced you, Chris Coop, NFL player. Mm-hmm. When was this big pivot in your career where you wanted to take football a lot more serious? And when did that change for you? Cause it sounded like you played basketball for a while. Yeah, I played basketball. I played basketball up until like eleventh grade. Mm-hmm. Um, but for, when I know football was my calling is when, like I said, I I went to my running high school my freshman year, and I was doing. A lot of people don't know that I was playing both. I was playing mm-hmm. the modified team, eighth grade team, and then like I was doing, I was doing high school stuff too. I guess like how the birthday mm-hmm. works. I don't know how that stuff worked, but I was able to play both. So I would play. On the modified team at eight uh, on Saturdays, and I'll play. No, I, I'll play the high school games on Saturdays, mm-hmm. and I'll play the modified games on Sundays. So, did you believe also, like at the time, playing like football and basketball? Like, did it did it have or create any conflict, like with each sport, or did you believe like playing one sport actually helped you in the other sport? Um, I think I think basketball really helped me with with football well, because it, it helped me trim down, get more athletic. Mm-hmm. Like basketball teach you a lot of stuff that just football just don't. Interesting. Like you just move different in basketball. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So, and then moving forward, so you went to college, I'm assuming, obviously, right? So we spoke, you went to college. Where'd you go to college? Just for the people, obviously, who don't know, like, where'd you go to college to? My first my first college was uh, ASA College. I'm mm-hmm. actually right down the street. Oh, mm-hmm. shit, right here. That's yeah. crazy. Oh, shit, what the fuck? I know my boy Juan played there, too. Juco out there. Yeah, yeah, so I went there first, and then I transferred to Stony Brook after right. a year and a half. And so you played football at both colleges? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Crazy. All right. So moving forward, right? So now, like, we're, we're going to keep pushing through this story a little bit. But as you progress forward, how did you get into the NFL? So when was this big pivot? You played for, right? You, pay, you played in college all the way through. When did you see this transition? And for anyone who doesn't know out there, what is that process of even getting signed to the NFL? And how was, like, this the approach journey. to you? Mm-hmm. What was this journey of getting into the NFL? And how did you make it to that point? Um, it all started in, it's, it just starts in college, you know what I'm saying? Well, it starts with yourself, number one. Mm-hmm. You got to just know you got to be able to, you going, you, you can play at that level. So you could play at that level. You could play, like you have a lot of confidence in yourself. So one, it starts with yourself. And then two, it's just like how you would just approach every day from mm-hmm. high school to college, like just how you just approach the game. How do you approach coming to work? Mm-hmm. So once people get that, like, like they understand, like, All right, this is what it takes. Mm-hmm. And some people really don't know. I didn't know. I just, I thought I was doing the right thing. And apparently I was, you know what I'm saying? I would just, I had people that got me around the way, you'll take care of your body, mm-hmm. do this, look at extra film. And I was like, okay. And I did it. So and I just stuck with it. And then it was like a little routine. That I just, I had put together just by just doing it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I was like, all right, I got to 
I gotta do this in the morning. I gotta get up extra early. Mm-hmm. We Fox. hit the cold tub. I get my treatment before practice, and then I gotta hit class like after practice. So I was gonna say, as an athlete, I know I hear this a lot also from Ethan. So I know every podcast episode we have, Ethan relates a lot to football because he obviously played at one point. Do you believe that there was any challenge during college with football? And was there any conflict like between like personal life, like timing? time management because obviously you seem like you're pretty like well put together in general so like but was there any point where you felt like okay like this is really hard for me so in college i guess my question to you is in college while you were playing football and you were taking it extremely serious now was there a point where you felt like there was a challenge and conflict in your life that made it very hard for you to continue playing i wouldn't say a conflict it's it's more like growing pains like it's the first time you're going through stuff Mm -hmm. it's all about how you're going to take it so Growing pain, and you lean on the people that's around you. So you in school, you lean on your your guidance counselors. Mm-hmm. They have study hall, but that time management is really serious. Cause next thing you know, you got papers due, but you learn so much about football and practice, looking at film. Like, oh, I mm-hmm. gotta do a paper. So like I say, it come with growing pains. Like you just gotta know what your schedule is. Once you know your schedule, know what you can do with football, mm-hmm. and just move on from there. And before you go further, Casey, you just got to know how to also adapt, right, too? Because mm-hmm. that goes with everyday life. I feel like, like right, we start, like in school, we start kindergarten, first grade, and as we know, it gradually gets harder. It's that progressive overload, just like with fitness, right? You got to manage this and that. It's just that progressive overload. Everything gets more difficult, and that time management gets more difficult. Like, real life now, too. I could imagine for Coop, you're a pro player. You know, you got family, what the case may be. Me. I'm a young individual, but I got a lot of things going on. I got to balance, you know, my my family life, you know, doing this, doing that. I'm trying to do a lot. And it's just like that juggle is very hard to find. But then once you find it, you got to stick to it. And that's discipline. And you got to do it over and over and over again. And just like Coop said, if you keep on doing it over and over and you stick to that right routine, you will become a pro in the field that you're, that you're in, which he is a product of, you know. Yeah. So go yeah. ahead, Casey. So college, can finish college, did your thing. When did you get your first offer? So, like, for someone who doesn't know, like, I'm not as, like, I guess, like, intelligent in, like, sports as much as, like, Ethan would be. Like, so for him, it'd be a little bit more biased because he understands how this works. So, like, for someone like me, break it down, or even for someone who's watching, like, the advice that you can give someone and what was, like, that process. So when was that first offer that was, like, offered to you, like, to play professional in this sport? Like, how did you know, like, you were going to play? Like, Facts. when was that first moment that you were, like, oh, shit. I got my fucking, like, first contract. Or when did you, like, know, like, oh, shit, like, yo, bro, you know what? I'm about to fucking go to yeah. the NFL, bro. Like, 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 you know what I'm saying? That's like, like when like, was that first moment? Yeah. Uh, first moment? I could say it really hit home when agents started calling. Mm. Like, like I said, you always got to know you can make it to the league when you don't. Like, you got to know you can make it in anything you're doing. So, but when the agents started calling, that's when mm-hmm. I was like, all right. It's kind of, it's getting real. And you just start getting random, like, phone calls from agents, like, hello, my name is John so-and-so from <laughs> this agency, and, and, you know, cool, man, you're an amazing player, I want to represent you. It was, like, calls like that? Yeah, it was, yeah. And, a few different, a few damn. different people. And I only like, had, like, five. Oh, you, five people. of them? And it was just, like, organically they called you? Like, you didn't put your name out for that? Like, they just called you? Cause, I mean, well, what you put on tape is your audition, so that's mm-hmm. all I had to do, and that's what I did. Like, I put stuff on tape. And did you sing your every, tape out or like? No, I oh, just it was just there, and then people's wow. That in man college, was in, in college, they come like they NFL scouts go to college, like they mm-hmm. see what play, like what players are like top in the you know area right. or was making noise, like they go look. 
That's why like, I always say, like, football, like, it don't matter where you go. Like, if you nice, they're going to find you. Because mm-hmm. they, they always going around the schools to see who's, yeah. who's you know. I want to I stop you because that's a key point. I think that's what anything, if you're good, they'll find you. Content, right? Just like us. It could be one person out there. I told Casey, that's why we got to take every pod serious or everything that we do serious because there's little things that matter. Mm-hmm. And just like we got to – this message is very important because it could touch home for one person, you know, and that's – and like we said, if we could change one life, then we're doing our job. So that's wow. very crucial. Like you never know who's watching. You know that quote. Everyone knows that quote. Character is what you're doing when no one's watching. Someone's always watching you. Mm-hmm. Like you could be doing your job well like me. I work, you know, regular corporate job. But I never knew who was coming in the building, so I got to make sure I'm doing my job right. Because I could come across this billionaire, and he's like, yo, um, yo, E, I like the things that you're doing. Come over here. Like, I want to offer you this. Come, come over here. You know, after this job. <laughs> All it takes that, is one person, But that's, that's what happens. I know a few people that it happened to, mm. and now they're working for big-time companies, and people are like, holy shit, what the fuck? Yeah. You know, so that's why every the little things count. And like who said, how you carry yourself every day in those routines is very fucking crucial. So, yeah, man, kudos to you for that. Oh, yeah, so you had agents calling you. Big time. So how did you feel at that exact moment? And like what made you make that choice to like pivot towards that like career and like that life? Did you always want to play like in the NFL? Is that something like you always wanted to dream of? And then like when you got these calls, is that something that was extremely like important to you? Like did you freak out? I feel like if that was me, I would have freaked out. But that's just because of me. Like I'm just how I am as a person. But like how was your reaction to getting these calls and how did it make you feel? Uh, it was, it was, I guess it was shocking. I didn't really know how to take it. And, um, it's just like growing up, like I, I was always humble. Like, mm-hmm. like people like you could be going to the league. I would never be like, yeah, I'm out. I'm out to the league. I was yeah, just yeah, like, yeah, you know of I'm course. It happened. If it happened, it happened. Mm-hmm. Like that's how I was. And so I think you're still like, like that, man. No, yeah, <laughs> you're a very humble like, dude. There you are. So like it was like if it happened, it happened. So but I always had my friends, and my friends would be like, nah, cool, whatever you talking about, you going to the league. So mm-hmm. it was like they always instill friends family they always instilled that confidence in me like always told me like man you going to the league so it was like all right cool and then when the agents called it was like wow this is my first time dude i don't know like mm-hmm. all right all right cool it was nice talking to you and i forgot buddy name because <laughs> <laughs> you so like you know so, i'm zoned out yeah, yeah. he's talking like, about like, oh, and i'm shit. like yeah, it's a I lot. Forgot, I forgot buddy's name. But mm-hmm. it was like now, I, after that one call, I had man, I started taking these dudes' names mm-hmm. down, saving their numbers and stuff like that. So I was just, and then, like I said, I always talk to people. I always ask questions. Like, if I don't know yeah. something, I'm going to ask a question. So And then you kind of just like picked, I guess, like the best offer that you thought was I, like I best hit, for you? I hit one of the older dudes that I guess, who I hit? I hit up Ochi. I was just like, oh, man, okay. like, how do you, you know, how do you handle that agent, agent situation? And then yeah, he told me a little bit and then. At the end of the day, when you're picking an agent, it got to be genuine. Like, mm-hmm. they got to be willing to do everything for you. You know what I'm saying? Because they they're try, representing they, you. If they just yeah. trying to sign you and then they got, like, 30 other clients, you don't want to go with nobody like that. Like you wanna Yeah, because you want to be focused on. Yeah. Like, it happens because, like, don't get me wrong, for me, it was just more of who's going to be more genuine, who's going to keep me keep mm-hmm. me in the job. You know what I'm saying? Who's going to treat me like, you know what I'm saying? If, if this their kid doing it, are they going to put in the same effort if that mm-hmm. was if, if that was me? Mm-hmm. So that's how I looked at it. But for the other dudes that go first round, you know, they get all that. Like, the, the dudes that drive, like, they get the big name agents, and so it's going to happen. So it's just, like, they're not going to go with a smaller a smaller agent. You know yeah, yeah, saying? of like, course. More times than not, they're not. Yeah, and that goes know. also for, like, I could say, like, me with, like, fitness, too. Like, when I was first testing out coaches and what, what what the case may be. Like, I'm like, all right, who's generally like going to care for me? Because if you have like 50 clients, bro, like I could just be like a regular degular to, you know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And I really preach me, like my clients or my people when I train, it's like I take quality over quantity. Like I'd rather have like five people that really want to train 
and I'm going to really, like, go into it with you and, like, mentor you, to, you know, because I say I'm more than just, like, a trainer. Like, I'm a coach. Like, I'm going to guide you with life and what the case may be. So, also, when it comes down to, like, fitness or whatever it is that you're doing, like, Coop said, you want to make sure that it's organic, genuine, and that they're truly there for you. I think as a person, because at the end of the day, that's a crucial part of your life. Like, that's time, again. And, and like I said last episode, time is very important because we can't get that back. So you don't want to waste time. And the people you spend around, too, like, you don't want to be, I don't want to waste time with Casey. He's not really for me. Because, again, again, that's wasted time. So I completely understand you on that part, for real, for real. And I can even relate to you, like, on a personal level with, like, even having, like, an agent. Like, I currently don't have one at the moment. But in terms of, like, me being in, like, the music industry, right? Like, I'm an independent artist. I kind of had to, like, <laughs> it sounds kind of weird, but I had to get scammed, like, a thousand times to actually find, like, the people that I could actually, like, be cool with. You know what I'm saying? Like, being an independent artist, like, it meant a lot to me at the time, like, getting verified, getting all these big publications, doing all these big things until I found, like, these two or three people with this team that I knew I can actually rely on. And you know what I'm saying? Like, they're there for me. They've came. They've come to my music videos. They've come support me. They still hit me up because I'm in a group chat with them. Shout out Jerry and Austin. Y'all know who you are. <laughs> but, like, they always help me out. They always come through, and they always, they're always real with me. They talk to me like... Like, like, I'm their boy, you know what I'm saying? I'm not like a client because they're like, all right, this is what I think is best for you. Like, we're not going to do this because, like, you're not going to get the best results. And it's not even, like, for a money grab, you know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. They look out for me and what they believe is best for me mm -hmm. as an artist. You know, obviously being independent, I get to make my own choices. I can always say no to it. It's not like I'm, like, kind of yanked to do it. So I agree with you on that. I think, like, having someone who's going to care for you, especially in an industry like yours or even mine or anybody's who's, like, willing to take it to, like, that level, you have to ride with someone who's really going to be there with you to the end and looking out for your best interests. Facts. Hold on, Casey. Shout out. Shout out, Trey. Changed my life. <laughs> DB Movement. Shout out, Trey. All the, all DB the Movement. All the athletes out there, you know, you, Yo. you defensive back, Trey going to get you right. If you're in New York City, that's the guy to go to. I'm He's sorry. My trainer. No, no, He's my trainer. No disrespect. He's my trainer. No disrespect to any other DB coach out there, but Trey is the best one in New York City. He changed my life not only as a, like, person, but as also, like, like as an athlete. He made me a student of the game, and also now I'm a student of, like, life. Whatever it is I'm doing, like, I'm studying, whatever the case may be, and I'm applying it. The way he... Does this stuff, man? You gotta go to him. DB movement. I'm representing the shirt right now. Gonna get those hips right. Mm. Yeah, mm. for real. Yo. Especially for hey, the, especially yo. for the bed too. Especially <laughs> for the bed. Hey yo, yeah. but hey, but this shirt, limited shit, edition. Man. That's why I got this shirt. Hey like yo, stuff. Yeah. He really be getting the hips right, bro. Well, I have a session with Trey. You know, I appreciate see if your hips won't be on fire. Exactly. I appreciate. He, he trains cool. Guys. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. He's my trainer. Ooh, I'm his trainer. So, <laughs> so moving ahead, forward in like in this story, so I'm just trying to like break down the process for even me because like I don't know how this works, right? So moving forward, you got the calls, you made your choice, you got the advice that you needed. Now, how did your family feel at the time? Did you tell them like what was their reaction when they you just told totally them? new to them? Is they just nothing but excitement? You know, what I'm really, they more excited than me. I'm trying to figure stuff out. Yeah, mm. and I think like to your point, I think that's actually something that's extremely valuable, even for anyone who's watching. Like, you know, you're in right now, and people automatically probably assume like, yo, you made it, you know what you're doing. But like, I think with everything you do, it's a learning curve. And I think as you go along in any career, any like journey that you're on, you're gonna learn everything that you want, and you're gonna take these tools. Take it, put it in your toolbox, and then whenever you don't want, you're just going to spit it out. And then, obviously, the more mentors you have, you take what you want, use it to your advantage, and just throw all the shit you don't. And I think that's something really important for anyone who's, like, even watching right now. Like, what he said, anything you're doing in life, you have to have to, like, Ethan tells me this all the time, but you have to listen to what other people are willing to tell you because you never know when you're going to learn. Even from your enemy. Everyone is a student, no matter what, because you can always learn something, and it'll help take you to that next level.
So moving forward, you got the whole thing. You told your family. You got the contract. How was that process now? Like, you got, what was your first step, like, the first thing you did, like, in the NFL? Like, was there, like, a process you had to go through to prove yourself to be part of this team? How did that work out for you? Man, rookie minicamp. Mm. So tell us a little bit about that. What is that? Tough. <laughs> <laughs> like, and what, what was um, the, the team that you went to rookie minicamp for? Uh, the Colts. Okay. So explain, yeah. like, that, you know, that journey, per se. It's tough because it's long days. Mm-hmm. Like, did you really in there from like seven in the morning to sometimes seven, eight at night? Like, meetings, practice. Five, you see like, the veterans going home at two o'clock. I'm like, what? Mm. Damn. But good thing it only happens your rookie year, though. Okay. So you're straight. But I think that's just like how it is also on like, I'm trying to relate it too to like regular people. Like, in regular work too, like when you first get in there, they're throwing you these crazy hours. <laughs> and then you yeah. gotta build that sen- seniority, whatever the case may be. Yeah. And it's just like, then they treat you. You know, you get that favor, like you don't got to work the weekends no more. You can leave mm-hmm. at a certain time. Like you have more pull. But I think with the NFL, like you're putting your body through physical pain and just the physical impact, the mental is pure. Yo, you're drained by the end of the day. Then I say all the time, you got to call your fam, call your mom. <laughs> Baby, uh, how did your day go? And you just don't want to really, you don't want to really talk about it that brief. You know, you don't want to talk. Yeah. You want to get your rest. Yeah, man. But no, so. That's pretty crazy. So moving forward again, I'm going to say this a lot, but like moving forward to the next step in this process, you did your camp, did through everything. What was it like after the fact? And what did you do after in this process? Uh, well, after campus, after like preseason and stuff, I didn't even make the team. I got cut. Well, I was on IR. I had got um, I had got a concussion mm. for, in the last preseason games. So I was on IR for like, like uh, five weeks. And so having a concussion, how that feel? Do you feel like that like set you back? A lot as well. I mean, it was just a when you get injured, it's always a setback. Mm-hmm. You just how you bounce back. That's just how it is. Like how you bounce back. So what I did was like after my my little protocols and stuff was over, I went home and I just went to the grind. I spoke to my agent. He he told me to look like just stay in shape, get ready. Teams is gonna call, so don't worry. I was like, all right. I believed in my agent, so I, that's what I did. I just went to work every day, grind yeah. to the gym. How long? How long was the process until you re, got resigned? It was like a month. Okay. Yeah, it was, was like a month. Was there a time where it's like, damn, like you got cut, right? And it's just like first time that happened, you know? And it's just like, all right, damn. Like even though your agent's telling you that, like, you know, the mind plays tricks. Was there something telling you like, damn, you may not go back to it. You're done for, man. It's over. It's a wrap. I didn't feel like that. It was just, man, I just don't know. Like, like I said, it's the first time, especially rookie year. Mm-hmm. This is not how rookie year is supposed to go. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? I'm home. And did you have, like, yeah. a backup plan just in case the league didn't work out? And do you still have, like, other plans aside, you know, when NFL is over? I mean, my backup plan different from my backup plan when I was in high school. My, my high school, my backup plan was if, if I don't make the league, I was going to be a fireman straight up. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Took is the test it, and everything and passed it. So. Okay. That's like polar opposite, too. <laughs> That's crazy. Oh, I can't be doing no board stuff. I mean, I mean, like fire at least in Mount Vernon, fire like they have work, but for the most part, you're chilling. At least you, you still work out, eat good, mm-hmm. be with be with the fellas. The scary part is going in a fire. I mean, well, my my brother Monty do it. Yeah. So right. I mean, the way I look at it too is like even like if you're playing on that field, like I can you can say you're kind of going in the fire because you never know. Every play, yeah, I tell, every play. Well, we spoke tell, about that. I tell Trey all the every time. Every play we talk could about be your last play because yeah. Trey mm-hmm. like. I'm going to tell you something. Trey be scared sometimes to do certain shit. <laughs> and I be telling him, I was like, yo, bro. I be telling him, I'm like, yo, bro, you play D1 football, right? I said, every, I said, bro, you started just about every, since about your freshman year. I said, even in high school. I said, bro, every fucking play, you was risking your life, bro. 
I was like, what the fuck you got to lose now? With certain things he calls me upon, I'm like, what you got to lose now? It's like, bro, just fucking go for it. And you excelled in that shit. Like, you know what I'm saying? This other shit that we got going on, it's easy, bro. Like, yeah. we did the hard part. It's easy. We, got, we, as athletes, forever got an edge. Like, it's easy now. This is the fun part, in my opinion. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So, um, talk about at, when, you, when you got signed, right? Now it's like, what did you learn from that rookie mini camp that you could bring on to after you got signed to this new team? And which was the second team that you got signed to? Well, what I learned from it was you can't take this business personal mm -hmm. at all. Because once you take it personal, that's when you you pretty much seeing yourself out the door. Mm. So I learned not to take it personal. I learned it's just a business. And just keep my head down and grind. That's all I've been doing since I was in middle school and high school. It's just grinding every day. Like, I brought 10B visuals could tell you. Like, you right. know what I'm saying? I've just been grinding all the time. So that's what I did. I just... Mm -hmm. Kept my head down, had faith in, in the Almighty. Don't yeah. get me wrong, like you said, the mind do play tricks. So does that self doubt or does that like, man, am I gonna get another shot? Yeah, hell yeah, come. But you gotta have confidence in yourself to know like I'm gonna like get another shot. Yeah, right. And I could relate with you 100. Uh, percent I was reading the four agreements, and one of the agreements it says, "Don't take nothing personal, too personal too." I I was a big victim of that. Um, growing up, I took a lot of things personal, man. Even sometimes, me and Trey, remember at that time? Yeah. Like, me and Trey had a, a little argument, but, you know, it's because I was taking things personal, which I shouldn't have. I got, I'm thinking, maybe Trey could attest to this in Casey. I feel like I grew a lot as an individual over the Agreed. past couple of years, Agreed. especially the way I approached him, my attitude. Especially Some, in height. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes, <laughs> fuck, but sometimes, yeah. sometimes I still go, I sometimes nah. still go left field, you know, sometimes, mm -hmm. and I catch myself, but it's like, I, the one thing I'm constantly working on is not to take nothing too personal, whether it's personal, like personal life or just business, because I think that's when you could kind of get yourself out your, out your character, man. And you just got, like you say, you just got flow of life and just, and then also what you said, just be confident in regards to what the fuck happens, you're going to be all right. Like me, like regardless of how many L's I take, like I took a lot of L's. I'm still taking big L's to this day. Everybody but, take L's, yeah, bro. Yeah, but, but bro, like, but bro, like with me, my belief system, my faith, is like off the roof. Like no one's gonna tell me shit. Like bro, I didn't make it to the NFL. Like yeah, I wanted to do that. I didn't make it to the NFL, but I'm gonna be a pro somehow, some way. I'm ready in the process of becoming that. Whether it's in my the financial world, this that, I'm gonna strive to be that. I'm gonna strive to be the best, and it's gonna work out for me at the end of the day. Like I'm gonna be alright. Just the way I carry myself. Like mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, you don't you want to fuck me? Oh yeah, oh, oh. I'm gonna bounce right back. Like he's gonna work out in my favor, man. That's just how the fuck it is for me. You know, it was already written by God. And, like, my dad was telling me, like, you're blessed and you're ordained. And I think it's special to have, like, someone next to you being that voice in your ear. And I'm just so blessed to have, like, you know, Casey by me because I lost my father. And I have you two guys. You got you two guys have been a blessing in my life. And like Coop said, who you're around, who's being that ear for you, too. And also, I look up to Coop, too, because I tell Coop all the time, yo, all the time I'm in the deal, I'm like, yo, big homie, big homie, you put it on. Like, even though I don't talk to him like that, he's representing and he's a light for me because I'm like, oh, Coop made it. Like, it's much respect and kudos. And the way he, the way, when I practice with Coop and the way, like, he practiced, like, the way he practiced and, like, carried himself in that field, bro, I'm like, yo, that's what it takes to need a pro. Like, bro, this dude wasn't messing up no reps. None of them. And I, hey, that's that's hey, what it takes. Hey, no, a good day. A good day. No, yeah. but I'm just saying, I'm just saying, like, I'm not trying to, I'm just giving him his flowers. Like, Man, that's what it takes to really be a master of your craft and whatever it is that you're doing. Like, with Casey, when he's rapping, those those songs they put out, like, bro, they got to be top tier every time you come out. Boom, 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 boom. I always tell myself my next song has to be better than my last. And if it's not, then, like, I obviously did something wrong. It could be anything, though. Like, the song might not be, like, 
as great like lyrically, but if I market it better or if I have a crazy visual for it, people are going to understand it a lot more than like what I did with my last song. So right. like for me, like it's like art. Anything you do is like art. So like for me, when I make music, I make sure everything is like a vision the way I want it. Like Ethan always gave me this advice where like I should do more visuals and I agree with him now. I've always agreed, but I just never had like the resources, I think, to like utilize it. And I think this year I just wanted to take another um a risk and I was like, all right, I found this director. He's going to put me on. He's going to really help me out. And talking about putting on, actually, since Ethan was talking about you, I always call you big homie. Um, I actually want to talk to you a little bit about your uh, nonprofit organization that you guys have. Um, talking about putting on, you're actually putting on for the youth, which I think is extremely beautiful, especially with someone like at your league and at your level and at your stature. I think that's something that's extremely important for people to hear. So talk a little bit about that. You made it. You did your thing. You're in the league, right? So now you want to give back to your community. And I think that's something extremely important because people, I think, sometimes forget where they come from, especially when they make it to that level. And I think it's beautiful that you want to give back to the kids in a way I don't even think schools can sometimes give back to. Because you're going to teach them real life lessons and you're going to teach them to play a sport that they can hopefully love. Mm -hmm. So talk a little bit about that. I know you work with Trey on this. Obviously, Trey does DB Movement. But talk about your new brand, this little nonprofit organization. What is it called and what do you guys want to teach this youth so they can replace us one day? So our nonprofit foundation is Self Made Elite. Mm -hmm. So the name came from like... That's just me. I was on a magazine when I was in high school. It was self-made. Mm -hmm. mm. So that's where the name came from. I'm not too clever. That just that was iconic. Mm -hmm. and that was it. So the idea with with that, like I always had that in the back of my mind. If I start something, it's going to be started with self-made. At least that's how I can start off things. You know what I'm saying? So where me and Trey connected on is when we was in college. Like we always, we always spoke about football. We always spoke about what we want to do. Of course, making it to the league. And he, he could tell you, like, we we was always on the same page on what we wanted to do as far as, like, personal life football. Like, we wanted to be, we wanted to make money, we wanted to be business owners. I mean, we wanted to be dogs at football. Like, that's mm -hmm. just what we do. So that's where all that came from. And Trey could tell you, like, we we just talked about it, and it was formulating for a couple years. For a couple years, yeah. yeah. It was like, two, three years, it was, like, formulating. We just kept talking about it, talking about it. He's like, yo, let's just do it. I was like, all right. I had to take the risk, man. Like, you know, it was, are we going to keep talking yeah. about it or are we just going to jump out there? Mm, like like this pod. Exactly, right? <laughs> so it, that's all it came down to. I'm going to be honest with you. It was just like me and Coop built this this bond, right? And he could tell you, like, on his visit to Stony Brook, I was his host. Yeah. Crazy how so, things come full circle. Crazy. That is crazy. So it was just like, you know, gradually, you know, we built that bond. We became brothers, you know. Um, and just conversations about like, let's give back to the youth. Like, how can we do that? And then, you know, it's crazy how God works. Like, obviously, I didn't make it to the league, but he did, mm -hmm. right? And I'm a financial literacy teacher. Mm -hmm. Right. And I'm around a bunch of great teachers, um, family, friends, right. Educators. And it's like we just put it together. It was like, yo, let's do this. Like, let's give back. Let's teach the youth financial literacy, entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. technology. Like technology is the newest thing coming. Yeah, you have right? to. Mm -hmm. And then he's on the platform of the NFL. It's like and the way he thinks is amazing. Right. right. So let's just do this. Yeah. And. It's the best of both worlds, right? Because you're a coach, financial literacy teacher, NFL, 
And of course, 707, what the case may be, they're like, that's the best of both worlds right there, man. <laughs> if I'm going in there, I'm like, yeah, fuck yeah. Like, sure. that's going to get yeah, me to, gonna help me that's out. going to get me to the promised land. You get what I'm saying? Or at mm-hmm. least let me get a tinge of it, at least. Because I was reading this book and it says, if you, if you study five great people and try to, you know, um, do what they do and you don't exceed what they have done, you will get a tinge of greatness. So that's why who you're around and what you study and what you read is very crucial. Because if you if you're around weak shit, then you're gonna get attention weak shit. Or you're gonna be that. So right. you know, um, what is entirely though the purpose of this seven on seven, right? And why should people support follow this movement? Yeah, bro. Let me take it. Yeah, do that. All right, um, my dog. Pretty much, <laughs> you know, we want people to know like we trying to change lives, like we spoke about earlier, right? There's, if you just capture one person, it's a good thing. So if you just capture one, right? Just like this podcast. And it's like, with Self Made Elite, we just want people to know, like, we're trying to impact the youth, right? Financial literacy is not really hurting in think our it's, schools. Yeah, and I think it's good that you say that because it's bigger than football is what I'm exactly. getting from. It's Way not bigger. It's just a start. Yeah. 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 how you get your foot in the Exactly, door. exactly. And football taught me. Many life lessons yep. that you can carry on. But then if you're combining that with the actual, you know, you're teaching them that stuff instead of just, oh, you got to translate it. Now you bring them both together at the same mm-hmm. time. Then it's like, oh, I see. And they're just connecting the dots. And you're just being the roadmap for them. And they just got to follow it. Exactly. That's it. That's it. You know, we just, we just want to help the youth, right? We live in a time, and I'm going to be completely honest, where our youth is crazy. If we all gonna sit here and be honest, our youth is crazy right now. It's you can watch of, the. It's because of social media, man. Yo, social oh, yeah. media is, is everything a got lot. A, everything got good and bad, but I believe it's because of social media. A lot of cats getting raised on social media, and that, bro, y'all foundation is fucked up. That's all I, I gotta say. The, the youth, like you can watch it on news every day. Sixteen, seventeen year olds getting killed, or shooting guns. Why? They have nothing to do. So we feel like we coming in like, all right, we gonna just start this off with a little seven on seventeen. Right, mm-hmm. but on the back end, we thinking about how can we educate, right? Mm-hmm. Teach our kids financial literacy, entrepreneurship, technology. Let's get them out the streets, right? Give them something to do. Give them some hope. All, all a lot of kids know is I'm just going. If I'm not playing sports, I'm selling drugs or rapping. That's Facts. how it is. Facts, and they're like, if football don't work out, then it's over. That's it. You mm-hmm. know, I know a lot of people that was like, all eggs were just on football, and like. You know, Coop could say, like, bro, making it to league is really, really hard. You got to be that real diamond in the rough. And mm-hmm. even when you get there, nothing is guaranteed. Every single day, you know, something can happen. It's just like, all right, boom, later. Like you said, and they'll be like, hey, it's just business, and you can't take it personal. But knowing knowing how we are now, you're going to take it, and then you're going to go down the mm-hmm. wrong route. You see it all the time, man. It's fucking insane. I mean, I, so, like, to, like, to piggyback what Trey was talking about, like, the foundation, it's like, it's... It's more like it's more than football. It's it's also like we trying to really turn this thing into like multiple sports, multiple avenues. Mm, where like if you could if you could vision a YMCA or Boys and Girls Club, then that's exactly what we trying to do. Like we trying to have everything to where we can provide education, after school programs, tutoring, and uh, you got sports. So like to be honest, like after school, if you could, when we get big, when we get there, big old building and stuff like that. Your kid don't have to go nowhere else. He can be right there the whole the whole day. Mm-hmm. Get his After homework school, done. Get his homework done. Learn something. 
workout. Like, now, shit, might, have, might, have, might have a practice. Right now, bro. Think about all of that. Hold you. Right. Now, how much time do they have I mean, to be in the streets? I mean, that's our vision. Mm-hmm. Right? How much time do they now have to be in the streets? Mm-hmm. Right? And I, what I love about this, too, is like, you guys, like I said, giving back is the biggest thing. And what's crazy about this is like, all it takes, like you guys said, is that one diamond in the rough to just pop off. And now, like, you guys created this new cycle that has like an algorithm for success. And which is, I think, is beautiful because now, from now on, after that one diamond in the rough is found, they're going to want to do something just like you guys or just as great mm-hmm. to put their community on. And I think, in general, I think with the level that you're on, you know what I'm saying? Like, people don't ever give back anymore. And I think that's something that's extremely important. Like, as an artist, I, I always say this all the time to, like, people, I, my family all the time. I'm like, you know, if I got really big, like, I would definitely give back to, like, my community and help the kids that, like, don't have anymore. Because if you guys know, like, I'm from Bay Ridge and, like, part of Sunset Park. I was raised in Sunset. And, like, if you look at Sunset now, it's, like, not what it used to be. A lot of kids are, like, really, like, doing bad shit. Like you said, and they're out on the street doing things they shouldn't be doing. And I think if I can give back and help them and give them these resources... What's stopping them from being just like me or even better? And that's what I want. I want people to be better than me. Because if I'm giving you the keys, you have everything right in front of you to be the best you can be. And I think that's something with you guys that is extremely beautiful because I always say this all the time to Ethan as well. But me, like, me being in the military, right? Me being in the Marine Corps, regardless of my situation, regardless of me being on like my combat deployment, something I always tell my Marines is like... Boy, in the Marines, God. Yeah, look, yeah. Yeah. You got to check out this episode. <laughs> yeah, so, so like, yeah, regardless of who it is, like, I tell my Marines now that I have like, yeah, I was in Afghanistan and I had this whole combat deployment. I did my tour and everything. But like everything that I learned from all my experiences, I give to them and I will never like take out anything that my leadership was really bad. Like, I hate this mentality that if it was done this way for such a long time, it has to be done this way now. And I always tell my Marines, like, that's not how it's supposed to be. Like, you guys are supposed to just... Yeah, bro. See, exactly. But, like, I don't like that because I like to make sure there's a change in the people who are going to replace me one day because they should be able to replace me when I'm gone so I can trust them. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what you guys are talking about because this is bigger, like you guys said, than than football. It's all about overall well-being. And I think that's something amazing that you guys can do. So for the future, where do you where do you guys see yourself in the next couple of years, and where do you guys want to be? Like, what are some future goals for you guys in the next five to ten years with this program? Like, what could we? Because we see the seven on seven. What could we see next? Yeah. What could we see next from you guys? I mean, we me and Trey are already talking about and what's trying cooking to get up another and team. what's cooking up right trying now. Trying to get an, <laughs> an, another damn another team in another like sport. Or I mean, we trying to get. Yeah, he wanted to put, he wanted to coach softball. Like, yeah. Oh shit! He All wanted right. to coach softball, so that might be the next that might be the next team as far as like a different sport. Mm-hmm. But we trying to definitely get a, a fifteen U team, uh, also seven on seven, thirteen U team, and then we trying to expand. Trying because right. I live in Georgia, Trey Trey live up here in New York. So it's like I'm I'm willing to commute. It don't mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying like that right. don't bother me. So yeah, we all make now time. we really can like expand. Mm-hmm. And I'm saying then I I just got a phone call the other day. Like my man, he he see what's going on, and he's trying to join a team to expand to Maryland. I'm like, man, we didn't even have our first tournament yet, and people was ready. To, you know what I'm saying? So, but that's good though, because that's mean. So when we ready, we know where we can go and how we can do it. We we, we could talk about it. We could form the plan, and just see how how it can expand like that. Yeah, and you brought up a good point. What did we say last episode? I, what did I say? I went that rant about time, right? People make time for what's important for them. Mm-hmm. Yep. You know. You got a whole bunch of shit going on. You do. You do, but you make time for it. Like you said, like, oh, I'm in, I'm in Georgia, but I'm going to come back. Or I'm going to do this. Thing. I'm going to make time for that. And 
I always feel, you know, we see people wasting time with certain shit. It's just like, bro, if someone's wants to be in your life, they're going to make time for it, man. If they're serious about it, they're going to make time for it. You got to find a way. If you're serious about it, you got to find a way. Agreed. We all got the same 25 hours, seven days in a week, just like me and my fitness. If mm-hmm. I miss three days, like if I go I go Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, right? But if I miss Wednesday, I got to go Thursday or I got to go I gotta go for the weeks up. And I find it beautiful that you guys are doing it in New York City because in New York City, I feel like with football, we're not really known. And it's not much read, and it's not it goes much, against the grain. Yeah. Well, I'm not gonna say at all, but no, can, like, and, and it's going against mm-hmm. the grain because me, like when I was in high school and college, there was no seven on seven team that could have went for like this type of exposure or gone to the wings of you know a successful D one athlete, another successful D one athlete that made it to the league. Mm-hmm. Not discrediting you, but you know two guys that are really a master at their craft. You want to follow people that are a master at their craft, and like I said, if you actually could follow their steps and actually do, like replicate what they're doing you're gonna get well i said a tinge of it mm-hmm. and then some of them is really gonna be bigger and better and that's what it's all about breaking those generational curses and making sure they're the new and improved like my father was he's telling me son you're the new and improved and when my whoever i'm around i'm trying to make the better than me because my dad gave me two i'm always trying to give back more 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 and what's the whole point of making it if you're not going to give it back exactly we definitely said it on my episode. Yeah, what, what, yeah, mm-hmm. what, you know what I'm saying? So, Coop, I know, like me, right? You probably didn't know that I looked up to you, and I still do, you know, big up, because, you know, you may, you know, you're a living product of, like, I actually know someone that did that and done that in the NFL. And I know there's a lot of individuals out there that you may not know to look up to. Like, when you make a post on Instagram, like, when they see that, that, that makes their day. What advice or life-changing advice could you give to them that you want that that you want to stick in their heads forever, like what you told me on Instagram. Remember what you told me on Instagram that day? Yeah, that shit stuck with me. I, what I did, I ran with it. Yeah, you ran with it. So I mean, because it if it worked for you, you know what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Like, all I could do is give what I think was right. Right, you know what I'm saying what I felt it was right, mm-hmm. and you made it happen. Right. So that's like any advice I can give the kids is you know what I'm saying like never never doubt yourself, man. I'm telling you that that self doubt is crazy. Like, it will put you in a whole different mental to where you don't want to go. And, like, don't let nobody tell you you can't do nothing. Don't let nobody tell you you can't do nothing at all. Like, that's in, that's impossible. Yeah, all right, it's impossible for you. Mm. Nah, I'm going to try it. Like, like I'm going to get it done, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to finish it, you know? So, and then just keep going. Like, just keep going. No matter, you're going, everybody has, takes L's. Everybody take L's. I broke my leg. That was the biggest L of my life. You know, it was right before I was supposed to go to college. Well, prep school, I should say, my fault. Like, te- prep school, biggest L of my life. I had to bounce back. I didn't know how my leg was going to heal. I didn't know how long it was going to be in the cast. Like, I knew how long, but I'm like, man, this is taking forever. Like, when is it really going to come off? Mm-hmm. Everybody take L's. So you just got to get back, you know what I'm saying? Just mm-hmm. keep grinding. Don't self-doubt yourself at all. Don't People's opinions don't matter. Like, everybody going to have opinions. And it don't matter. What what type of work does it take to actually be a pro? Because not many people know about the work that you put in behind the scenes and on the scenes. Shit, like we said in the EP, you gotta be you gotta be willing to do more than the average. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Like you really gotta be willing to do more than mm-hmm. the average. And what's that? What's more than the average? Shoot, well, I could say for me, for me, you know what I'm saying? Growing up, I always was working out whether it was basketball, football, baseball. I was working out every day of the week. You know what I'm saying? It didn't no have rest. to be always weight room. It just, you know what I'm saying? It was always something that made me better. 
Like if I wasn't playing football, I was always playing basketball. If I wasn't playing basketball, I was playing football. Mm-hmm. Then if I wasn't doing nothing, I was training in the gym at Mount Vernon High School with Coach Yacht, shooting jump shots at 5 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? It was me running stairs at 6 in the morning. It's after we all going out at night, waking up two hours later, go run the stairs at 6 in the morning. You know what I'm saying? It was just, yeah. I was just different. Like, you know, I feel like I'm still different. It's just mm-hmm. like you just got to be on a different level. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying you got to go run stairs all the time, but that's just what I did. Like my house was, was right near um, uh, the um, the projects right there. Right, right now, Harley Park just went right in there and oh, just ran the stairs. Well, how many floors is up there, Vince? Mm. Like, damn, steep. Damn. And I think that relates to, and anybody, I, yeah, anybody in any type of field. If you're trying to really be beyond the norm or go to that next level, where like Jay, like let's say in the rap, Jay, you know, what I'm saying long live Nip, or like me with fitness, like uh, just train or Kevin Hart trainer, like you have to do more than the norm. You have to do, you know, what I'm saying, like you have to make a lot of sacrifices for it. Sacrifices yeah. constantly and day in and day out, and you gotta have that mental endurance too. You gotta be patient because it took a long time, right? Yeah. And you're still doing it now. Are you still like putting the work, you know, outside a normal time frame? Yeah, gotta mm-hmm. gotta put in that work always. And don't get me wrong, putting in work is not always physical. Mm. Like it really isn't. You can sit down and watch film. Like Trey will tell you, I was in college watching film till I fell asleep studying the game. Like it was just. Now, if like I would take, I would get away from Stony Brook, and mm. I would just watch football. Mm. I would just watch film. How can I be the next Tyron Matthew? How can I be the next Ed Reed? Or right. you know what I'm saying? I just mm. watched football. That's mm. what I did. So, like I said, it's not always about physical. So I would watch film. I would take care of my body. You know what I'm saying? Like other, I have resources when I wasn't in school. Like Peter Clark, people like that, worked to help me work on my body. Like it was always, it was the people I kept around. Like I was smart enough to like, all right, I'll go see this dude. See this dude. I, I, he got me right, but this dude worked better. So it's like you got to be stingy with yourself. You know what I'm saying? You can't just let anybody want to just grab work with you or work out with you. Do you this can't with be you. accessible to everybody. Nah, you can't mm-hmm. because everybody, just, everybody don't know what they're doing. Mm-hmm. So that's how, like, I seen trainers and never went back to trainers and went to somebody else because they just, yeah. what they did worked for me. Exactly. And we got yeah. a lot of people that go on IG claim this and that. But when it's time, they ain't that. Mm. And I yeah. told Casey that with, with, with rapping, what I tell you all the time, I said, bro, you got to study. Like, he, he, you doing his rap, whatever. I said, bro, you read this book about Jay-Z? Ah. It's like, all right, read this, study that. You read this book about, what the book gave him, Nip? I said, yo, you read that one? Nah. I'm like, bro, what is he doing? <laughs> you get yeah. what I'm saying? They, free game. Yeah, free game free right game. there, man. So but, I do I do also have a question for you, too, just piggybacking off some advice that he said. Um. Since you did make it to like this level, right? Do you feel like people hold you to a different expectation? Oh, uh, I think that comes with it. Yeah, and how it does comes. that make you feel? So, do you feel like at times, like if you failed, that you failed everyone? Like, how does it feel to be at a, at, a, at a level where you now feel that everyone holds you to a certain expectation? Like, what do you want people I mean, to understand about having this expectation? Do you feel like you everything you do is like for a cause? Like. What is this expectation that you feel like people hold it to, and how does it make you feel? Uh, expectation. Um, I would just sure. say, I'm gonna say everybody, everybody's situation is different. So I would just say more of the pressure is not more like mm-hmm. expectation for me. It just because now I have a son, so that's added, that's added good pressure. Congrats, congrats. I appreciate it. Thank you. So that's good pressure. I would mm-hmm. say it just made me get up a grind a little harder. Nice. So. 
But yeah, everybody's situation is different. Mm-hmm. So and yeah. in your current state of where you know you guys are with seven on seven with Trey and just the NFL, what is something that you're still learning on this journey? Um, far you said as far as like the NFL or the everything, everything you're doing. Like what is like a couple things that you're still learning? Because I remember when we first started talking, right? You said like you just didn't know much about it. Like what are some things that you're still working on now? So just so people can understand like oh, so, what you're going through at the moment that you think is going to help you get to like that next level. Well, on the football side, you can always learn the game because every like you just mm-hmm. you go you got to be a sponge in the NFL or anything professional you're doing. Just anything you got to be a sponge. If you think you know everything, you don't. It's quiet. Mm-hmm. So you got to just continuously be a sponge. I, I didn't learn like six new defenses in four years. It's just like, damn. But it's a learning curve. I know a lot of football. Mm-hmm. I, I almost know as much as Trey. Trey know a lot of football. Hey, that's <laughs> all he does. That's all he does, man. Hey, so hey. <laughs> so it, on that side, you always got to keep learning and um and bettering your craft so you can just always be ahead of the game that's how you make plays in the NFL you got to be you got to know what's coming before it's coming mm. and Gem. as mm. far as like that was a good one as far as the nonprofit mm-hmm. and the foundation side that's not yeah. like running a regular business i mean it's somewhat is but not really cuz mm-hmm. you know like i have a car rental business and so i'm providing a service for somebody and and they're looking for a service, but whereas like the nonprofit is like you you giving back to a community, you're doing something for like somebody else without actually, you know, receiving receiving actual payment, like a reward for it. You know, like mm-hmm. a reward. You know what I'm saying? Like I don't know if I'm explaining it right, but it's like you gotta raise funds rather than yeah. having a regular business. Like mm-hmm. you're raising funds. Yeah. Interesting. So it's definitely some good like. It's, it's, it's definitely some good funny. tax stuff, I could say. Yeah, it's, that's a yeah. great benefit. Like I'm mm. just still learning this stuff, but it's it's a real good you, experience and real good journey. Yeah, mm. like you really have to have a good team. Yeah, to run this. I, I agree. I think that's, that's what like, that's what the anything. main thing. Yeah, yeah, like that's what anything, man. We can't do this with just us two. No, uh-huh. like no. you know, we got a solid team right now helping us. Mm-hmm. Big shout out to team. them. Um, yes, sir. Um, but it's like. It takes a lot, you know, and like y'all know me very well. Like as far as like trying to get donations, I'm madly back. Like I'm not about begging people and stuff, yeah, but yeah, it's like, and that's the thing gotta, I'm trying to like. You gotta oof. like you gotta yeah, step out your your no comfort zone. Like me and yes. him are very laid back. Like we yes. humble guys, but like we now have to step out our comfort zone. Yeah, we gotta really like we gotta really ask for yeah, money like, now. Yeah, that's, mm. like, it's never, hard. It does get a little weird. Aside, you know, aside from the parents, it's like whoa. And sometimes like, it's, not you do, like, it's not for us, though. It's for the kids. Yeah. So it's like, we got to do that. Right. But then you really get to see who's really rocking with y'all. True. Yeah. That's true. They all and come full circle. If they say no, it happens because it's going to be that somebody that's going to drop a big check and you, everything you want to do is going to happen. Now. Yeah. And now that's when everybody going to want to join the bandwagon. Like, all right, that's cool. We're still accepted. But right. But noted. Yeah, it's noted. It's noted. <laughs> noted. So hey, I, I just want to say, like, I want to thank you guys, you know, for coming out. And, like, showing your love, you know, just showing love, showing all your support. And I, I just want to let you know, like, I know I've never met you before. I know we just had a FaceTime call before this. But, like, I am actually extremely humbled to also be here with you. Um, 
I think it was a pleasure having you on our podcast and having Trey reoccurring member. <laughs> now he's two times in the brothers in the deep end over here. Brothers uh, in the deep end. But we appreciate you both, I think, for coming. I think it's extremely beautiful what you guys are doing, especially with the platform that you're on, especially with Trey's doing, what you guys are all doing. And I think everyone who's watching can learn from you, from everyone, everything we spoke about today. And I think it's amazing, like I said, on what you guys are doing. I think for anyone who's watching, they're going to really tune into this. And hopefully, you know, out of this, they can help you and support you along this journey to make your dreams, you know, even more true when it's they already are. It's going to be fun, man. It's going to be fun. Shout out to Taylor and Brittany. Shout them out. Squad. And like I said, coaches. you know, moving forward for you guys as well, like just on my platform, like I just want to let you guys know, like I love what you guys are doing. And hopefully as I progress in my craft as well, um, I would definitely invest into you guys. I yeah. think that's awesome. I appreciate you. No, of Facts. course. And I think that's something You're that... You're going to see where it's going. No, I'm, Facts. I, know, no, I can't wait. Deep end, <laughs> hey, brothers in the hey. deep end got to make a donation. Hey, we got to collab. We already hey, did a collab. Absolutely. Once and, we get these funds, just know. Or we could do, is crazy. Or, or mm-hmm. like I said before we close out, like me and Casey, you know, we could do like a little seminar there, talk to kids about certain stuff. What, yeah. what's the, what did I ask you about yeah. two Definitely weeks ago? That. I yeah. asked yeah. him, I said, yo, E, you like when we get this going, like would you mind being like a financial person in a building? And you know, he... He, yeah. he was. He's, I don't know if he's ready for it yet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah I'm, I'm ready, but we could definitely, yeah, definitely like collab, do like little seminars and stuff and talk mm-hmm. to them, man. Like I said, I appreciate both of y'all. Good, we already know the vibes. Trey, we already know my brothers, man. We Thanks for having me, man. Yeah. And thank you guys the most for for giving back, because our motto on this podcast is, you know, if we could change one person's life, that's all that matters. And I think you guys are changing more than one life. So, that's so where, where, before we close up, where could they like follow, support, whatever yeah. the case may be? Um. Our Instagram is what is it? Self made. Self made. Underscore. Hold on. Hold on. Hold on. Self made elite underscore seven v seven. Yep. Okay. Um, foundation page. That's our. You'll find our link tree on there, which I have like our donation page, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube page. Mm-hmm. Our um, what else we got? We got the YouTube the donate. You said all the donation our, yeah, all our events. Yeah, they everything. got they got a. A uh, videographer, a camera person. Oh, yeah. Shout out to Shout him out right here. My brother yeah, from the mud. Out. Always with me. Always will be with me. You heard. <laughs> heard, heard that. Mm. Heard that. Like that. Like my brother Casey, man. And we're just going and we just gonna end it just like that. I appreciate every single one of y'all. Continue to support. Subscribe. Follow like, us. Comment. Like, comment. And also, you know, follow them as well. They got their own individual pages. We're gonna put their um the hyperlinks in the under the description. And yeah, man, love is love. Thank you guys. We appreciate y'all. Look, moving different, you know I'm already custom made. Said you want to play with me, there's just a different game. Trying to make it to the end, it's just a crazy.